build on what happened last Sunday. Amen? I'm going to go ahead and read while you're standing. That way we can, I can allow you all to sit down and we can get into this. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And we're going to read verses 1 through 8. It says, To everything there's a season, a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Let's pray. Lord, we love you tonight. We're so thankful for your word. And Lord, I pray that your word would would go and just accomplish that which is intended tonight. Lord, I love this church, and I love you, and I, I'm just excited about this church and about what you're going to do in this day. Lord, I ask your blessings upon this service. Anoint me, Lord, to, to teach and to preach your word tonight. Speak to our hearts. We love you, and we honor you always in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to us a minute from this thought. From this thought, nothing changes if nothing changes. Okay, nothing changes if nothing changes. The evidence of change is all around us. Spring becomes summer. Summer becomes fall. Fall becomes winter and winter becomes spring. The young become aged and the new become old. And times and the times change. Everything changes. Now hear this, it doesn't matter where you are, you're nowhere compared to where you can go. It doesn't matter where you are, but it doesn't compare to where you can go. And folks, the service we had this past Sunday, it doesn't matter about that service anymore. Let's let that be a foundation for what God is wanting to do in this church and in your lives. I got a question, and I don't want you to answer it, but I want you to think about it. Who's missing from your family because you've not changed and, and, and not been what God wants you to be? Who's missing from your family? Who's not perhaps in the church because you've not obeyed God, because you haven't done what God wants you to do, because you've not allowed God to change you? Who's missing from your family? And I want you to think about that as we teach this lesson tonight. This is probably one of, if not the most quoted scripture when it comes to dealing with change. I want you to understand tonight that nothing changes if nothing changes. Your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. Okay, I want to repeat that. Your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. And folks, last year, 
Well, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. A couple of years ago, God was starting to deal with my family and I about change. And most of you know me by now that I'm, I'm pretty transparent. And my wife will tell you, I hate change. I don't like change. I get comfortable in something, and I kind of like staying there because I'm comfortable with it. But God was dealing with us for some years now about change. And I didn't want to do it. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to give it every opportunity to work. I'm going to try and just, I've prayed about it. I've fasted about it. And I've, I've just done everything humanly possible I knew to, to make it work. But it just wasn't to be. I don't like change. So my wife and I, my family and I, we changed. We, we went ahead and made the change. And then something Terrible happened in our lives, in 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 the life of our family. We lost our son. And the enemy would come and tell you, say, you know what? Look at what happened because you changed. Look at what happened because you did something that you probably maybe shouldn't have done. But I come to tell you, God's not that way, folks. He's not that way. God want to bless your change. He want to help. He wants you to be better because of the change. He's not going to say, "Well, you changed. Look at what you did. Now I'm going to do this, and look how bad it turned out for you." That's not God. That's not God. That's the talk of the enemy, and we don't want to hear him tonight. Okay, so I'm here to tell you. I'm here to talk to you tonight about change, and I want you to understand that nothing changes if nothing changes. Your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. But we can no more live and not have change than we can jump without feeling the impact of gravity. There are two primary choices in life. That is to accept the conditions as they exist or to accept the responsibility for changing them. Two primary choices. And folks, if we will just accept the responsibility for changing things, then there ain't no telling what God will do in our lives. I I promise you, God wants us to be blessed more than we want to be blessed. God wants us to be healed more than we want to be healed. God wants us to, to just be prosperous more than we want it. More than we want it. But sometimes in life, we get so comfortable in a situation or in a place till God said, well, step out a little further. Move, move out a little further. But we're comfortable there, you know, because, hey, homeboy right here is the, the, probably the leader of the pack. I'm not a very good swimmer. So when we go to the beach or we go to hotels and things like that and the rest of the family is getting out in the pool and having a good time. I'll just kind of stick my feet in it. You know, I say, man, that water's cold. Even if it's not cold, I'm going to say it's cold because I don't want to get in it. Because I can't swim that well. Now, if, if, if some of the family went out and were drowning, I'd have to go out and just try and get them or whatever can. We just drown together. But we get so comfortable in a situation to where we don't allow the change that God's wanting to do in our lives. And for that reason, for that reason, a lot of our growth is just stymied. Folks, if we can build a foundation on what happened last Sunday, 
There is no telling what God will do this Sunday. But if we come into it, then say, well, you know what? God did a great work. I've seen God do it, and that's it. I'm pleading with us to not stop there. I'm pleading with us tonight to let God go, let God take us further. And I would love to see somebody come in here that's got cancer and God heal them on the spot. And folks, he could do it. He can do it. You've heard the testimony of Brother Gorman, you know, prayed for a man with a glass eye and God gave sight in a glass eye. Folks, God can do anything, but we get so caught up and so comfortable where we are, we just don't allow him to do it. I want us to, to, I want last Sunday to be a foundation. This Sunday when we come in, listen, last Sunday I taught on worship in our Sunday school class. And it blessed my heart to see my dear Sister Dykes and Sister Sheila up here worshiping. It just did me all the good in the world to see that. And folks, listen, I think next Sunday they're going to be back up here again. And maybe one other person. We've got a foundation laid. Let's build on it. But listen, nothing is going to change if nothing changes. Nothing is going to change if nothing changes. Therefore, to live is to experience change. And any thought that we can avoid change in life is pure illusion. Women have rights just like men because something changed. Minorities have the same rights as everyone else because something changed. People are no longer dying in epidemic numbers from polio, influenza, or smallpox because something changed. Hebrews 12 and 1 says this, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. In other words, there is some stuff that has to change. There's some things that has to change. You see, nothing changes if nothing changes. And if we keep doing what we've always done, we're going to keep getting what we've always gotten. If you want something different, listen, if you want the Holy Ghost, then don't leave until you got it. If you need a healing, then don't leave until you're healed. Nothing changes unless something changes. Praise God. Albert Einstein said this, The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Theodore Roosevelt said this, he said, The best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing. He said, But the worst thing you can do is nothing. The worst thing you can do is nothing. Folks, we've got a God that's on our side. That's just chomping at the bits to bless us and to help us and to, to, to do what we need Him to do, but we just don't allow the change. I understand change sometimes. It, it's, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know maybe... You know, God, if I change, then what will happen to me? What will happen to my family if I change? Well, trust him and see, folks. Trust him and see what will happen. 
You change for two reasons. Either you learn enough that you want to, or you've been hurt enough that you have to. It's a very good point. You must be the change you wish to see in the world, in your church, or in your family. Folks, if I want to see change in my family, then I've got to be that change. If I want to see change in my church, then I've got to be that change. Whatever the change I want to see, that's the change I have to be. Change can be very threatening because change will bring with it a level of uncertainty. And because of that uncertainty, people develop an attitude or spirit of fear. But 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says this. It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, we should not be fearful of change. It can be a good thing. But we're so fearful of it because we don't know. We're uncertain about it. I say let's just trust God and let's just put everything into His hands. You know, I talked a little bit Sunday morning about my wife being the, the, the better person to handle our money. You know, because when I'd get that paycheck, boy, I'd put it in my pocket and I'd head straight to Walmart or, or the mall or something. And I'd be in the spent the rent money and the light bill money was sitting in the dark or was sleeping in the car or something like that. And, you know, she's just better at it than I am, folks. I, I'll admit that. I'll admit that. I'll, I'll give her that. And I got mad a lot of times when I would tell her, so you know what, I'm the man, I made the money. I think you better give me some of it so I can have something in my pocket. And when she said, no, we got to pay bills or we got to pay our tithes and our offerings, I'd get mad. I'd say, hey, you know what, I'm the man, I made that money, give me some of it. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Thank God it didn't work because it, it was what was right. She had a right not to do that because we had to be right with God in everything we do. And it starts with our finances. If we could give God our money, then, hey, we got half the battle already won. It starts with your money. If you can get rid of that money, you, you, you're about halfway there. There's some other things you got to do, too, but you, you, you're on the way. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Therefore, we should not be fearful of change. Change can be good. It can be exactly what we need. Even the people in Christ's day who were looking for and expecting the promised Messiah didn't accept him when he came because he didn't come the way they, they expected him to. And listen, change a lot of times will not come the way you want it to. It will not happen the way you want it to. Chances are it's going to go against what you want. But, you know, we've still got to accept it. We've still got to accept the change. So, hey, God can bless my family. God can save my family. God can heal my family. He could probably heal me if I were to accept the change. It very rarely happens the way we want it to. You know why? Because God's a lot smarter than we are. He's a lot smarter than Earl Wheeler. Earl Wheeler don't really know a whole lot. If you need to know that, just ask my wife. She's not here, so I can pick on her. She's probably watching on live stream. I, yeah, I know. I get in trouble a lot of times. 
But as a result, they rejected Christ and missed out on the greatest opportunity for real change that the world has ever seen. One of the greatest motivations for serving God is because it changes you. It changes you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The simple interpretation of this scripture is change. 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 What a wonderful thought, wonderful consideration. There can be change in me. You know, when we... Take it on my wife again. When I first met her, you know, she was from Port Allen, you know. Me and my uncle went over there, man. I had my jerry curl. Had my hair all curled up. Don't y'all laugh. <laughs> I'll show y'all our wedding pictures one day with me with the jerry curl. But she saw me. I mean, I was a knockout. Man, I had my starch jeans on. I had my button-down shirt, you know. I was just, she just couldn't control herself. Yeah, I know, I, I know. When she saw me, she, saw, she just kind of melted, you know. And I asked her, I said, hey, can I have your phone number? She said, no, you can't have my phone. Why are you asking me for that on the first time you ever see me? You, I don't know you. Yeah, I left with the phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that Jericho works, works wonders, I'm going to tell you. Oh, God, I better get back to this, huh? Folks, there can be change in you. There can be change in you. You can change. You can change for the better. And change does not say you're not, you're not good already. It doesn't say you're not great already. But change does say, hey, I could probably be a little bit better. I could have a little bit better life. I could have a little bit better prayer life maybe or I could, you know, study a little more and I could do a little better. Yes, change does say that. If we allow it, if we allow it, nothing changes, folks, if nothing changes. There can be change in you. It doesn't have to stay that way. It can be different. Imagine your life without the stuff that's keeping you from being happy. Can you imagine that? Waking up in the morning and everything is just great. Birds are chirping. You know, you got omelets that are being fed to you in bed. You got somebody dropping grapes perhaps in your mouth. or I mean, just it just doesn't get any better now. You don't have to do anything. You know, I mean, you got nice sweet tea right there, Milo's tea, you know. I mean, what could be better than that? What can be better than that? But folks, we've got to allow the change. God can do the work in us if we'll just trust Him, if we'll just allow Him, if we'll just let Him. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You don't act the way you used to act or talk the way you used to talk or go to places you used to go. You don't feel the way you used to feel because something changed. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. You know, I can remember when we first came to the Lord, you know, our families, I said, well, that's just, now listen, I don't want you all to repeat this, but 
That's just peewee and Wanda. That's what they used to call me, peewee, you know. I was a little bitty, you know, guy, muscular. I had a big upper body. Yeah, maybe not. But, oh, that's just peewee and Wanda. They'll be in that for a little while and, you know, they'll, they'll be back. Don't, don't worry. That's just them. That's just how they are. But a year went by. Two years went by. Ten years went by. And we didn't go back. Because something changed in us. You see, the Bible says we're new in Christ. We're new in Christ. When God does a work in your life, it's new. Build on it. Let that be the foundation. You don't, you don't have to go past that anymore because it's a foundation for you. Remember, old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. It's a foundation. You don't have to go any further. You don't have to go any further. I remember the darkness that surrounded my life before I was in Christ. And I, I told you about the time that me and my wife driving, we first got married then, and we're driving down the road, and this man, you know, comes speeding up behind us. I mean, just real fast, like he was going to ram in the back of our car. So I tell my wife, I mean, we, we wasn't in, in church at this time. I tell him, hey, get, look in the glove corner and get my gun. Because I didn't know what the guy was going to do. I didn't, I, I didn't know anything about shooting a gun either. I had never shot it. I just had it. So a big man here, hey, reach in the glove corner and get me the gun. You know, I, I don't know what this guy's going to do. You know, I want to protect us. I could have got me and her killed. I probably would have gotten both of us killed. I don't even know if they had bullets in it. I don't even know if it had bullets in it. But you know, when we came to God, you know, we put all those things away. We said, well, you know what, we got to do better. We want better for our lives. We, we don't want our, our, our children to have to, to be growing up in that. We want, we want better things for them. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. I remember the fear, the despondency, the shame. But there's something else I remember very vividly. And that was the immediate change that took place in my life when I accepted what God wanted to do in my life. It's the craziness to continue to do the same thing and to, and to think something different is going to happen. If I wanted something different, well, I just couldn't keep doing the same old thing. And I try and preach that to my children and say, hey, you want better? Then do something better. Do something better. You can have better. God will help you. God will bless you. But if you keep doing the same thing, then you're going to just keep getting what you've been getting. So if you want better, if you want more in Christ, then do more in Christ. If you want God to show up in this place Sunday morning, then at 845 for prayer, come. It's a little, little chug there, you know. Or if when you get in service, then put all you got into it. Because you know what? One day, we're going to come into service and it's going to be our last one. So, why leave anything on the table? Why not put everything you got into that service? Because it could very well be the last service. It could very well be the last. So put all you got into it. I've heard people say, I'm going to change, but nothing changes in their life, so nothing changes in their life. If you really 
If you truly want real, genuine change in your life, then why don't you change something here today? Why not make a decision to start walking with God today in a greater way than you ever have? Why not just trust Him and say, you know what? Maybe there's something to this. Maybe, just maybe, Brother Wheeler is on to something. He keeps saying, well, if you want something better in Christ, do something different. Well, why don't we do that? Why don't you just try God? Try Him and see if God will help you, if God will do something different in your life. You know, I don't want to always just be in the same old place all the time. I want better things. I want different things. But unfortunately, a homeboy here, a little hard-headed sometimes, and I resist the change that God's trying to do in my life. Folks, last year was a difficult year for us. Last year was a year that we cried the whole year. But this year, brother and sister Will are going to fight. We're going to fight. The devil has he's stolen joy from us. We're getting it back. We're getting it back. Yes, we went through what we went through last year. And yes, every day, every single day, I see Josh in that casket. Yes, I see it. But you know what? Josh is dancing on streets of gold. Brother Wheeler got to change. I've got to change. I've got to realize that nothing is going to change in my life unless something in my life changes. And folks, I am super excited to be at Grace Church. If I wouldn't, my family and I probably wouldn't have made it if we wouldn't have came here. God knew what he was doing. God knew what he was doing. And I, I probably could have had this a, long, a year or two longer before I had it, before I came. We could have been here. God could have done some great things for us. But you know what? I resisted the change. And yes, I understand God, you know, in his time. And I understand that. But you know what? I think God would have blessed me before. All those times where he was kind of nudging us and just kind of pushing us. And I resisted that change. What could God have? Josh could have probably had a year or so here. Could have had two years here maybe if I wouldn't have resisted the change. But folks, nothing is going to change if nothing changes in your life. There's a saying that says prayer changes things. Can I just say it's, it's just silly to pray and not expect change to take place. It doesn't have to be eloquent. It just needs to be honest. It has to be sincere. I'm sure that most of us know this already, but if you're struggling with something in your life that is beyond your control, I want you to know that prayer can change your situation. It can change your situation. You know what? And I've heard people say prayer changes things. You know what prayer does? Prayer changes you. It changes you. And you change things. I'm sure most of us know this already, but if you're struggling with something in your life 
that is beyond control, put it in God's hand. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be rehearsed. It just has to come from your heart. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 6 through 7 says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Change must happen in life, for to live is to grow, and to grow is to change. 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 Folks, I'm expecting God to do some wonderful things in this church this year. But you know what? We've got, a, we've, we've, we've got a foundation laid. Let's not go past that. Let's just keep going from glory to glory to glory. Let's just let God keep doing what he's wanting to do in our lives. And I know, I know we will. Change must happen in life, for to live is to grow, and to grow is change. Isaiah 61 and 3 says this, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that, that he might be glorified. God wants to take your brokenness and put you together anew. But we have to realize here today that nothing changes if nothing changes. He wants to take your mourn and he wants to take that and give you beauty for ashes. He wants to take all your hurt, and He wants to help you, and He wants to bless you. He wants to make it better for you. He wants to make it a testimony for you. And if we'll just let Him, He'll certainly do that. Romans 12 and 2 says this, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the, by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says, Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transform means to undergo a change in the structure. It's a genetic modification. Hear this. A caterpillar is, is, a, is not a beautiful creature. It crawls around on the ground vulnerable to predators. But at some point in, in its life, it undergoes a transformation, both physically and mentally. The transformation physically causes the gen the genetic structure to change and produces wings of multitude of colors that makes it possible for the new creature to fly and to look prettier than before. But also there's a transformation that takes place in its mind. When it was a caterpillar, all it could do was crawl around. But after the transformation in the mind, that caterpillar realizes he can fly. He can rise above being stepped on and he can outmaneuver its predators. But if there hadn't been a change, folks, then nothing would have changed. It would still be a caterpillar. And I want some of you to know tonight, you've gotten past the caterpillar. You've got your wings. Fly. Let God do it. Let God bless you. Don't be afraid to step out on faith. Don't be afraid of change. Change is a good thing. It's a good thing. The Bible says, But if there hadn't been a change, then nothing would have changed. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. As long as you stay in that condition, you're always going to get the same results. But if you would just allow change to come to your life and begin to take 
take steps toward God today, He will turn your situation around. He'll turn it around. But so many times we get comfortable where we are and we don't allow the change to take place in our lives. Remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. You must change from being dead to sin to being alive in Christ. From lost to found, from hurt to healed, from sad to happy, from out of my mind to being in perfect peace. Take that first step. Why? Because change begins with that first step. And it's time to embrace change. It's time to embrace change. Understand that nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Take the first step. I'm super excited about what God is doing in our church. We have the greatest church on the planet. You are some of the greatest people on the planet. But I know God want to take us further. God want to do more in our lives. And you know what? Our families that are not saved depends on that. They're watching us. They're watching everything that we do. They're watching our walk with God. You know, my family say, oh yeah, Pee Wee and Wanda, they'll be back. No, Pee Wee and Wanda didn't come back. We're not going back. We're new creatures. We're new in Christ. We allow God to change us. And folks, if you allow God to change you, then there's no telling what God will do in your life. There's no telling what God will do in your family. But remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. Praise God. Would you stand? I want to let you all know, y'all, old pastor, 11 minutes is 819, so... <laughs> Nothing changes if nothing changes. God bless you guys. I love you all. And I'm excited to be, be here worshiping with you. There were, there, there's no greater people on the planet than you all right here. And I'm excited about what God's going to do in your life. God bless you. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.